The framework is in place for the Capitals to move to Virginia. Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome into this edition of Locked on Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms, including the SiriusXM app and on YouTube. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen each and every day. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at Locked On Caps. And the best way that you can help grow the show is to subscribe to Locked On Capitals on YouTube and comment anything down below. I would love to talk Capitals hockey with you one on one, and we can do that on subtext. Just check the show description. For more details, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on today to get started. So in this edition of Locked On Capitals, we talk about how the framework is in place for the Capitals to move to Virginia. We'll talk about that in the show. A little bit later, we will talk about how Max Pacioretty is nearing his return or joining the team and ultimately what that will mean for the Capitals. And then a little bit later, we will talk about, despite Alex Ovechkin's slow start, that Ovi and Spencer Carberry are confident that uh, he will get going. But just to get it going here, we will talk about the news of the day in that that framework for the Capitals to move to Virginia is in place. Uh, Kind of an interesting move for the Capitals. I always thought that Capital One Arena was a good venue, but uh, it does seem that the talks are heating up and that it does seem like it could potentially be a real thing, that the Capitals could be moving out uh, to Virginia, and it's it's an interesting move. And you know, when you're a billionaire uh, like Ted Leonsis, I guess why not? Uh, the move comes in response to multiple unmet requests for renovations uh, at Capital One Arena, as well as other issues plaguing downtown DC. Leonsis still plans to make use of Capital One as the home for the WNBA's Washington Mystics. So it's not like he is going to abandon. Uh, the Capital One Arena altogether. It's just going to be for the Mystics and concerts, that kind of thing. So the one thing I guess I would be concerned about, and I know this isn't really Ted Leonsis's job to take care of such things, is how about the businesses that surround Capital One Arena that are kind of reliant on the Capitals games, the Wizards games, the Mystics games for, you know, helping support their local businesses. Uh, for example, when I was there a few years ago before the game, I stopped and had a burger across the street. When I was done with the game, I had a beer. Uh, so what's going to happen when there's no big draw coming into Capital One Arena on a regular basis? Well, I think I know what that means. It's going to mean the end 
uh, of a lot of businesses, restaurants, bars, that kind of thing uh, that surround Capital One Arena. So there's always winners and there's always losers. But, uh, you know, and again, this isn't Ted Leonsis's job to make sure that all these businesses stay afloat. Uh, but the question that I have here is what's really behind it? And is this a real thing going on or is this just posturing uh, by Ted Leonsis to, to get more money from D.C.? D.C. is still uh, doing their best to try to keep the capitals uh, within the city here. D.C. Uh, Mayor uh, Bowser and the D.C. Council are making one final offer to keep the team in D.C. They want it here. It's a good location. A lot of the fans have sounded off. I heard you on YouTube and Twitter saying it's a poor idea. We like it where it is at right now. Uh, complete renovation and modernization of Capital One Arena. So it's not going to be uh, Capital One Arena as we know it right now. Not like it's this deplorable uh, place to attend an event like a hockey game, a basketball game, or a concert. It's still considered one of the better ones uh, in the league, DC would be willing to pay $500 million toward an $800 million three-year renovation project, and the ground lease extension would go until 2052. The last push hopes to stop uh, reported relocation to Potomac Yard for the Capitals and the NBA's Washington Wizards. So, again, there is a lot at stake here, um, and that's the question. Is this... Is this posturing by Ted Leonsis like we're going to set up this big meeting uh, in Virginia to make it look like it's going to come here? And some people are asking me, they're saying, do you think that Ted Leonsis would go to all this work, all this theatrics, all this to get money out of D.C.? Uh, let's face it, Ted Leonsis is no dummy. He is a multi-billionaire. And uh, he knows what he's doing. He's playing chess out there while the rest of us are playing checkers. So sometimes these guys that are on a bit of a higher plane, they look at things a little bit different. He didn't get to be a billionaire by making poor decisions. And I think to a certain extent, uh, if he you know, is showing great interest and it looks like it's really heading in one direction, like over to Virginia, then I think that there, you know, that could really kind of ratchet it up for D.C., the government to really kind of give him some more money that he's looking for. The Capitol's owner, Ted Leonsis, and Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin uh, met today. Capitals into a new state-of-the-art arena and entertainment district to be built at Potomac Yard in Alexandria by 2028. And the one thing to note here, and by no means am I an expert about the placement and the geography around the DC DMV area, but uh, Commissioner Gary Bettman uh, went out of his way to note that the new arena will only be four miles from the Capitol's current home, Capital One Arena in downtown Washington, D.C. So if you are listening to this, and I know we have a lot of fans of this show um, that are from overseas and different parts of the country, so it does seem like, well, you're moving it to a different state. Isn't that something crazy? Uh, well, it's the DMV area. It's D.C., Maryland, Virginia, and it's kind of all in close proximity. Another thing that I have heard quite often on, on Twitter and YouTube, that kind of thing, is that um, are they going to change the name because it's not going to be in D.C.? And to that, I'm going to say, well, of course they're not going to do that. If you want to take a look at example for the New York Giants and the New York Jets, neither one of those teams play in New York City. They play in New Jersey. So I don't really think uh, that that's a thing anyway. I, 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 it, it's it's uh, some of the questions that I have fielded uh, today. 
So, but it does seem like a good move for the Capitals. I'm about looking forward. I, I would be happy if they stayed in D.C. Uh, make no mistake about it to the times that I've been there at Capital One Arena. I thought it was a great uh, place to see a game. Uh, so it is being reported that it's going to be the Capitals and the Wizards. But at this point, the NBA has not signed off on the Wizards yet. So it's all in the beginning phases. Uh, nothing is set in stone. The team is not officially moving out to Virginia yet. Uh, but it does seem like it's going in that direction. Uh, unless there's this last Hail Mary pass by uh, D.C. to try to keep it in in the district here. We want to build the most fan-friendly experience, Leonsa said. We want to build our brand and our business. The $2 billion project to be developed by J.B.G. Smith will include the arena for the Capitals and the Wizards, a new Wizards practice facility, the corporate headquarters for Monumental Sports. So let's talk about Monumental uh, here for a moment. It has been a work in progress, as we know that there is virtually no barrier that you can put in front of Ted Leonsis and his son that they're not going to break through. They bought the broadcasting rights from NBC, so now they own the rights for Capitals game. It's kind of a crazy thing to think about. For years, it was NBC Sports Washington, and before that, Comcast. And all of a sudden, Ted Leonsis is like, yeah, I, I think I want to buy that from you. And when you're a billionaire, that's the kind of playground that you play in where you can do things like that. Uh, it's also being rumored out there uh, from our friends at TalkNats that he is potentially, and this is no secret, if you're from D.C., is that Ted Leonsis is also interested in buying the Washington Nationals. And why is that? So he could have content on Monumental Network in the summertime as well. Uh, and he pointed out uh, MSG, the network in New York, how they have year-round content on there and what a money-making adventure it is for uh, the teams out in New York and how that work uh, in the D.C. market, if it was Nationals, Wizards, and Capitals, all under that monumental banner. Uh, I've heard mixed reviews as far as fans are concerned. Some people aren't necessarily in love with the monumental broadcasting uh, platform. Um, I'm a little bit skeptical of how things are run at Monumental as there are some marquee names within the organization, uh, prominent beat writers that seem to have been quiet as of late. Uh, I think you know the ones that I'm talking about, the beat writers that used to work for uh, NBC Sports Washington and the beat writers that used to work for The Athletic. We don't get nearly the same amount of content that we did when they were on, respectively, The Athletic and NBC Sports Washington what gives there? Um, it, it, it's so uh, the monumental for me is just kind of baffling uh, the direction that they're going in. It seems to be like they're kind of taking steps forward uh, as far as the broadcasting part of it is concerned as well. Um, and it doesn't seem like it was totally thought out, like they have the broadcasting rights. Uh, but, you know, a lot of the writers that they that came over from NBC Sports Washington and, you know, a writer that came over from The Athletic there's not the daily content that we used to see from these writers before. So there's definitely um, some disjointedness. Uh, maybe this is part of a larger master plan that I'm not aware of. But uh, for me, I, you know, Monumental covers the Capitals. And just to opine here for a minute, it just does seem like it's a bit disjointed uh, at this part, uh, at this point of the, of the game here. But it'll be interesting to see ultimately what happens. 
Uh, though the Capitals and Wizards would play their games in Virginia, Leonsa said they would remain a vital part of the community in Washington and nearby Maryland. The Capitals played their home games at Capital One Center, U.S. Air Arena in Landover, Maryland from 1974 when they entered the NHL as an expansion team until moving to Capital One Arena, then known as MCI Center, in 1997. The Wizards played at Capital Center U.S. Air Arena from 73 to 97. So this is, you know, the the machine that is moving forward that is monumental, um, and it is all, the next phase of it is, is this new facility in Potomac Yard there in Virginia and what that's going to, to mean. Uh, I'm not against it. It does seem like it is going to be a state-of-the-art facility. Uh, also, uh, Amazon is going to have a facility near there, so it does seem like they're trying to develop an area to kind of turn it into this superplex that's going to draw restaurants and hotels and everything around there. So it's good for that region, and uh, I guess it'll ultimately remain to be seen what the finished project will look like. We do have several years here before we're going to know what that looks like for sure, but change is coming for the Capitals. It does appear at some point and the Washington Wizards, um, and it's kind of an exciting time for Capitals fans. You might have a different venue to see Capitals play at, something that will probably rival, you know, the level of like UBS uh, arena up there for the New York Islanders and all of these big uh, marquee arenas that you can go and see a game. The Capitals will be a part of that. And ultimately what it's about is keeping this team vital uh, and on the cutting edge. Because even though to me, it seems like Capital One is a pretty good arena and to certain regards and certain people, it already seems like it's a bit dated. All right, so coming up here after the break, despite Alex Ovechkin's slow start, Ovi remains confident as does Spencer Carberry. When will Ovi kick it into high gear? I'll talk about that coming up. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. And let me tell you something, guys. I was not a guy that was that big into putting money on a game. But open up the FanDuel app. Put a little bit of money on a game. It makes watching the game that much more exciting. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Lockdown has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Lockdown Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Lockdown, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Lockdown Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, welcome back into this edition of Lockdown Capitals, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. So if you're an everydayer of the show, you know I have spoke about ad nauseum about Alex Ovechkin's slow start. And when will he kick it into gear and start scoring goals? Let's make one thing clear that Alex Ovechkin is no stranger to people talking poorly about him or saying that he's past his prime. Um, is that the case right now? Is that he, he has passed his prime or is he just waiting for the perfect moment to 
to kick it into gear and start scoring goals. Uh, as we do know, Ovi is in the midst of his longest goal drought, 10 games. Uh, is, is there an injury concern? I've long speculated that, that the Capitals haven't come out and said. Uh, but through it all, uh, he has remained positive, as has Spencer Carberry, uh, his head coach. He did say here somewhat recently, I read in an article talking about that to start the season, he wasn't concerned but Spencer Carberry has thought about it a little bit more going forward. They have talked about moving Alex Ovechkin out of his office into different positions that, you know, that position where he would set up on the power play from his office at the left dot is become a bit predictable. And that laser hard shot that netminders throughout the NHL couldn't stop. Well, the, the netminders are either stopping it or the defenders in front of them are blocking the shot. So we need to make Alex Ovechkin more than a single dimensional player. We need to make him a multi-dimensional player. Set him up at the bumper position. We've seen different things like that just ultimately to get him going. I think if he's injured, once the dam breaks, the whole thing will be in the rear view. Uh, that's what I'm talking about. It is my belief that once he starts scoring, he has his first multi-goal game. Then I think that dam will be broke, the water's flowing over, and Alex Ovechkin will be engaged. But in the meantime, there is this uneasiness of will it happen? Uh, Caps fans, you know, if Father Time has hit Ovi square in the face, you know, we thought that there was going to be a slow decline as Alex Ovechkin got older and older. Uh, but it does seem like this year he is up against it more than he's ever been. He's getting production as far as points are concerned, but he's missing his bread and butter. And that is scoring goals. I hear that oftentimes online. People reference it. They're like, Dan, why are you hard on Alex Ovechkin? He's not scoring goals, but he's getting a lot of points and assists. Into that, I would say, yes, that's true. But that is like saying that Tom Brady is, you know, doing a pretty good job out on the football field, but he's not throwing for touchdowns. It's what Alex Ovechkin does is he scores goals. Uh, if you guys don't know, he's ranked number two right now in the NHL in Goals scored, not assists. So that is what we need from him. Could you imagine how much better this Capitals team will be when Alex Ovechkin finally gets engaged? Uh, how can Ovi, who's ranked number two all in goals, only have scored five goals this season? Uh, people are talking about that maybe he'll finish ahead of his projection on Wayne Gretzky. But as it turns out now, based on current trajectory, if he continues on this path, he will need a new contract in order to catch Wayne Gretzky. And again, things could change in the next game. Thursday night, they take on the Flyers. Maybe he'll have a hat trick. Maybe he'll score a couple goals and that dam will be broke. And this whole conversation that I'm having for you will be for not. Uh, he's in a good headspace. Carberry said he feels confident as ever and knows that it's only a matter of time before some of these chances start falling for him. McMichael, Connor McMichael also has faith in him. He says the, uh, about the team captain, team captain, never bet against him. He's going to prove you wrong every single time. And if we look back, if you're a longtime Capitals fan, you do know that Ovi is no stranger to criticism, despite his place as one of the all-times greats. In 2011, people called him fat. Video surfaced back then of a seemingly overweight Alex Ovechkin. People went nuts. The public hysteria ranged from people taking him as a little chubby to a fat slob. That was in 2011. Guess what? He overcame. 
In May of 2017, Barry Melrose had this to say, the bottom line is Alex Ovechkin's the best player on the team, the highest paid player on the team. He's the captain of the team, and Alex isn't getting the job done, he said to Scott Van Pelt. I've been giving this a lot of thought. I think that Alex, he's a great player when I'm around and deal with me and that kind of stuff, but I think that it's time for the Washington Capitals to look at moving Alex Ovechkin. I think it's to the point, and for his sake, not for the Washington Capitals' sake, for his sake, look at what we're talking about now. Everyone's just Alex Ovechkin, let the team down. Alex Ovechkin, let the team down. He can't win in Washington right now. Interesting. That was an article in May of 2017, and what happened the following year in 2018, the Capitals won the Stanley Cup. It's true that a lot of the chatter that we heard back in 2011 and 2017 is also happening in 2023. Uh, So what is changed between 2011 and 2017 and 2023? Well, Alex Ovechkin is markedly older than he was uh, in 2011, but just the, the comments here almost seem like they could be written today. Again, this from 2017. Look at what we're talking about now. Everyone's just Alex Ovechkin let the team down. He let the team down. He can't win in Washington right now. Interesting. You could have also heard that same quote uh, from a beat writer from the Capitals uh, in December of 2023. So it's interesting how that he has faced this before and he has always found a way to overcome. In 2011, when they were calling him a fat slob, guess what? You know, a fat slob. I would like to be a fat slob like Alex Ovechkin in 2011. I'm sure maybe he came into camp looking a little bit overweight, but since then, he's always been in great shape. In 2017, he was off to a slow start, and there was rumblings out there about how they should trade Alex Ovechkin. Looking back on that historically and what happened the following year in 2018 kind of draws into focus the hysteria that uh, surrounds Ovechkin when he's off to a slow start. Uh, once he finds the back of the net, it could be a 10-game stretch where he's just scoring and scoring, McMichael said. You never want to count him out, and I don't think it'd be a smart idea to do that. Uh, to this, the people in 2011 that said that about Alex Ovechkin and the people that said that in 2017, uh, five goals in 25 games and is on pace to finish under 20 goals for the first time in his career. So that is the concern. I can see both sides of the coin. I take a look at history and I'm like, is history any type, type of lesson for Alex Ovechkin? Is he going to find his way at some point? As we stand right now, he's 68 goals shy from officially becoming the NHL's greatest goal scorer to ever play. The question that I have now for U.S. Capitals fans is, can he turn it around? Has Father Time punched him square in the jaw? And is there enough runway in front of him to catch Wayne Gretzky? It seemed like a foregone conclusion for the longest time for the Capitals that he was going to catch Gretzky, and he's probably going to do it ahead of projection. That was just last season. So what happened between last season and this season that he's off to such a slow start? I really hope that the next time I I have this show for you, this podcast, I'm talking to you guys about how Alex Ovechkin broke through that dam and scored two goals or a hat trick and all is right in Capitals world. All right, so coming up here after the break, we will talk about how Max Pacioretty is getting close to joining the Capitals and ultimately where he fits in and what that means for the Capitals. I'll talk about that straight ahead. 
that time of year where we start need to talking about nutrition. Covering my nutritional bases for the day literally couldn't be easier, which is why I trust AG1. I just mix one small scoop with water and drink it first thing each morning done. I also like that it costs less than $3 a day. Pretty good if you ask me. It's a really effective daily habit with high quality sourced ingredients. It is a win-win. All great athletes have one thing in common. They take care of their bodies and a huge part of that starts with optimizing whole body health. With AG1, it's a micro habit that delivers macro benefits and helps just about everybody take care of their health every day. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash NHL network. That's drinkag1.com slash NHL network. Check it out. Welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So it does appear that Max Pacioretty is getting closer and closer to joining the team. We know he's been on the team for quite some time, but he had those Achilles issues in back-to-back seasons. And, and we ultimately knew when the season started that he wasn't going to be joining the team right out of the gate. I will say it is a bit later than I had it projected for him. I thought he would have joined the team by this point, but it does seem like he is edging uh, in the right direction. So what's in it for the Capitals to have Max Pacioretty on this team? Six different times in his career, he has scored 30 goals. How great would uh, Max Pacioretty on this team scoring 30 goals be? Let's scratch that. How great would Max Pacioretty be scoring 20 goals? Marked improvement on this team. Um, And if he plays as good as he looked at practice today, I think that he could be eyeing a spot in the top six forwards for the Capitals. Uh, He was practicing today, Wednesday, at MedStar Ice Complex. And, uh, you know, despite the fact that he had Achilles issues, he was moving rather well, and his shot is what is noticeable. Spencer Carberry talked about it. Other players said, we knew it was a good shot, but when you see it in real time, it's pretty impressive. Now, he was in a non-contact jersey, but that did not stop him from mixing it up. He got into a puck battle with Martin Faravari, and uh, despite the fact that he was in that non-contact, jer- non-contact jersey, he was getting, you know, in some real reps out there, getting in some real practice uh, that he's not just uh, practicing in Lars Eller's garage that he, <laughs> and as if you don't know, he moved into Lars Eller's old house and his garage was set up so he could practice shots in the garage. He's not just doing that anymore. He's on the ice getting in real practice with real players and everything that I saw on video is promising. So promising Uh, that the Capitals players themselves gave them stick taps at the end of practice. And I think that everyone, Capitals players, fans, everyone is excited about the prospect of what that means. Uh, He is traveling with the team on this road trip coming up, but it is said that he will not be good to go uh, for two to three weeks yet. So um, it could be sooner than later. I think that ultimately they want to keep Max Pacioretty with the team, getting in that real-world rep, not practicing by yourself at MedStar by yourself uh, or uh, with McCudden there. Uh, They want to have him practicing in real 
scenario. Spencer Carberry, that is, and Max Patch Ready also wants to get that kind of uh, real world reps in there as well. Because, like I say, it's one thing to practice your shots in the garage. Um, and it's one thing to practice at MedStar by yourself or with the conditioning coach or the skills coach. And it's one other thing to be taking shots against a Darcy Kemper, a Charlie Lindgren, uh, playing on the ice with Alex Ovechkin and TJ Oshie and having some top tier defensemen in front of you to kind of get you ramped up for real game action. My projection for Max Pacioretty is if we see great production out of him, he will make a strong push to be in the top six for the Capitals. And that should really come as no surprise as this team uh, has struggled in goal scoring. I guess the last couple games have been a bit better, but there have been points this season uh, that their goal scoring has not come easy. Uh, so if you can have a guy that has a pedigree like Max Pacioretty, um, and has just killed it on a lot of different stages throughout his career that I think he will be a great addition to this team. We saw what he did for so many years over a decade a decade with the Montreal Canadiens. We saw what he did with the Vegas Golden Knights, that the potential is there. This guy knows what he's doing. We're not talking about an AHLer that they're calling up for the first time. This guy has been there. He's done that, and it's an exciting thing to think about that they will have this new infusion of goal-scoring potential. I'm not going to mint him as one of the best players on the team yet. Uh, we haven't seen how that's translated to real game-time situations. I would love to say that, man, he's going to come to this team and knock it out of the park. It looks like it's heading in that direction, but we don't know that for sure. But optimism abounds for this team, as we know that the Ethan Bear contract was recent, and we also know that Max Pacioretty is going to be joining the team. So is uh, Brian McClellan, is he done making moves? I don't think he is. I think that ultimately he is waiting for the right move to present itself. I think that he's viewing his options, what uh, players on the Capitals would be viewed as expendable trade chips, if you will, to finally address that top six scoring forward that the Capitals so sorely need. Again, Max Pacioretty is part of the equation. We know that Dylan Strom and Tom Wilson and Anthony Mantha have knocked it out of the park. It's still really hard for me to say Anthony Mantha has knocked it out of the park considering what we saw from him last season, but he's doing it. And he's doing that in large part because he's confident. He's getting that goal scoring. Uh, like I talked about in the previous segment, I do believe that that's at least at part what's wrong with Ovechkin is his confidence is broken. Um, that Ma uh, Anthony Mantha is now a viable trade chip. And people are going to be like, are you crazy? Why? Oh, you don't want to trade him. He's playing so well. Exactly. His value has gone up because he's playing better. You don't want to try trading a player when they're playing at their worst. Uh, so there is potential movement that could take place. I think that this Capitals team is in a good place. I think it could be in a better place. And if you take a look at the Metro, the Capitals go up and down. One minute they're in third place and they bump down at the Thanksgiving break. They were as high as second place. We need a sustained push from the Capitals if they want to make any headway. Meh, hockey is not a good be, is not going to be good enough to make it to the playoffs, to, to you know finish at the top of the Metro. We need this Capitals team engaged and firing on all cylinders. I'm talking 2018 Capitals. Uh, you know, when it was the cream of the crop out there and this team was firing on all cylinders, that is what we need this season so we're not squandering the remainder of the Ovechkin era. Max Pacioretty is a part of the puzzle. Uh, Ethan Bear is a part of the puzzle. I still think there are some puzzle pieces that Brian McClellan is trying to fit together on his coffee table there to make the perfect 
puzzle fit together. Uh, and what that is, is a winning product out on the ice on a night in and night out basis. I'm excited about the thought of Max Patch ready returning, and I think it will be exactly what the doctor ordered. Listen, I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, your only daily year-round podcast covering the Washington Capitals. And I want to thank all of you that listen on the audio side and watch this on YouTube. You are what makes this show successful. When you're done here, head on over to Locked On's national streaming channel. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Check it out today. It's really cool, guys. So once again, I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Dan Holmey, and I'll talk to you again next time.